Alright, welcome to Peeps Creek, the cafe where we serve you delightful, slightly intense, but definitely worthwhile conversations. A podcast focused on bringing people together by drinking, listening, and conversing. So grab your favorite drink and let's see what's on today's menu. Alright people, welcome to Peeps Creek, the cafe. Alright, so you are on episode 57. Episode 57 is right back at it. Ha! Well, technically, I'm not right back at it because I've been on hiatus since December. But this is the first episode of technically season five. So episode 57, right back at it. You know, here at the cafe, we always have a conversation centered around the drink. And today, what am I drinking on? Boom, bam, an old fashioned courtesy of one of my favorite bourbon makers. But they don't pay me, so I'm not going to say their name. But those who know me know the name. And boom, 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 drinking on some good H2O to hydrate thereafter. All right. So right back at it. First and foremost, let's just talk about where in the world have I been? So it's been a rough couple of months. Mainly, I mean, work has been like exhausting to the point of like constantly working, 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 working. And because I was constantly working, I wasn't having any desire to record. And so I was contemplating at some point whether or not I was going to record anymore. But, you know, it, it is a passion of mine. And honestly, what really pushed me to do is because even though I haven't been recording since December, I haven't had an episode out since December with the intentions of starting up again in February for Black History Month. February turned to March and then, of course, March turned to April. But what really motivated me to do it was that, you know, I track my podcast downloads and listens and things of that nature. And I, you know, I get updates every week and every week, even from some of the old episodes, you know, the downloads and the listens were increasing and people have been consistently downloading it and listening to it. And so for those people, I truly, 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 truly appreciate it. You know, I had hosts on, um, co-hosts that were regularly here and then no longer are regularly here. Life change, things change, people change, but the show must always go on. And if it's something that you're really passionate about, and I'm really passionate about this, I decided, Hey, why not just keep going and doing the damn thing on your own? So here's where I am. But <laughs> the crazy thing is, is that I decided it was just random. Honestly, I woke up one day and or woke up one morning, I guess I should say. And I was just like, I'm ready for a change. And so I called my old realtor and was like, hey, I want to put my house on the market. I want to buy a new home. At the time, I, I had a town home. And so I was like, fuck it. Let's just put this house on the market and let's just go for what we know. And let me tell you, trying to sell and buy in this market. First of all, selling was quite easy. It was definitely a seller's market. I mean, people were offering so many things. As soon as I placed my townhome on the market, I had so many different offers. And I'm very, 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 very appreciative of that. I'm thankful of that. But it was very stressful because then, you know, I had my realtor who was trying to tell me, you know, we need to change this, then the third. And I'm like, no, I'm not changing anything in this house because I'm not going to waste money painting. I'm not going to waste doing any of that because the house was in good condition. And quite frankly, if someone came into a house and couldn't see themselves there, the house isn't for them. I'm not about to beautify it up just because now. I was a little pushy on that, mainly because I'm like, I'm in the market to buy a new home. 
So anyhow, I sold my home, but the buyer on the end, me being a buyer, oh my God, that was tumultuous, okay? I mean, this market was fucking crazy. It was like I went and saw so many different houses, some that I truly love, some not so much. But then I started putting offers out. But I mean, when I tell you that people were placing offers in on homes, skipping any kind of inspection, waiving inspection, waiving um, appraisal. And for those of you who don't know what any of that means, and I'm not a realtor whatsoever, but typically sometimes what happens is as a buyer, you get to say, well, I'm going to place an offer on contingent to an inspection, meaning someone comes in, they look into the house. If they identify some things that's kind of wrong or some things that you don't like, you get to say to the homeowner at that time, hey, I'm I'm willing to continue with this deal if you do X, Y, and Z. And if there are things about the house inspection that that you just don't like or that the seller is not amenable to actually fix it, then you can pull out of that offer. You can pull out of that particular contract at that point where you know because typically if there's a if there's a a sign or a ratified contract then that's one of the options of pulling out of that ratified contract so nobody can come back after you now again even though i'm a lawyer this is not legal advice on this podcast this is just my personal experience right now people were waving it now some folks were doing an inspection for their own benefit right so that once they get into the home they know what the hell i'm working with and then people were waving appraisal meaning that if you know, if you are getting a loan and I'm just going to throw out some stupid number because in this area, ain't no house going to go for this. But let's say that you put an offer for a home for, let's just say, hypothetically speaking, $250,000. You're going to put a down payment of 5% of that down or whatever amount you want. But for purposes of this analogy, let's say you decide you're going to put 10% down. So 10% of $250,000 is $25,000, right? Fine. But, and so that means that the the other $225,000, you're going to secure the home with a loan. So if you waive appraisal, that means that when the appraiser comes and they say, oh, well, technically this house is worth $200,000, not $250,000, the lender is only going to give you the amount that the appraisal goes for. So in this instance, they're going to only give you $200,000. And so that extra $25,000 that is above um, the appraisal, you, you're obligated to fund that in some kind of form, shape or fashion, typically not by another loan because you're going through the lending process and most folks don't like it. But here in this market, I mean, they were putting in 200,000 more, 100,000 more, 150,000 more, waiving inspection, waiving appraisal, don't give a shit what's going on. I mean, it went like that for forever. I was beat out of three different homes and I put in my first home, I put in an extra $75,000 than what they were asking. Then the second home, I put in an extra $100,000 beat out. And I put in an extra $125,000 beat out. And so I finally found a home, but here's the kicker, right? So this is this is just a testament to how if it's something for you, it's meant for you, it's going to be for you. So the home that I ultimately bought, right, was the home that I, when I first started looking, was the home that I first saw and was like, oh my God, this is my dream home. The price of the home was already up there. And given my experience thus far, the few weeks that I was going out, well, actually it was like two weeks going out and looking, I was getting discouraged. I was like, there's absolutely no way this is going to work. It's already whatever amount. I only want to go a maximum this amount. 
I was already getting beat out left and right. And that shit was annoying the hell out of me. So this time I was kind of despondent, discouraged. And so I decided I'm going to go ahead and do it anyway. Let's just go get the offer in and see what happens. So my plan was play to place an offer in because the, the realtor indicated that the seller would look at the offer by the next day and make a determination whether or not I'm in a running or not. And so my plan was nine times out of 10, I wasn't going to get this place. So let's plan on this offer so that it will only keep me obligated for a day. And then, you know, nine times out of 10, I had to go right back out and find somewhere else. Long story short, put my offer in, lo and behold, they accepted. And so that is why I am now, for those of you who are looking at the video, I am now in a new location. It may seem like it's similar because the wood paneling, but this is actually reclaimed wood. So if you see, if you were up close, you'll see a lot of the imperfections. I really wanted a, a, a spot that had some of that reclaimed wood because I was a, I'm a huge fan of tiny houses and they use a lot of the re, reclaimed wood. But anyhow, so I'm in a new spot, bar setup. I have a dedicated, I'm called in the studio because this is basically where I record. Everything is just in this room. I'm very thankful to, to, to be in here. And so, <laughs> so I decided I was going to move. Now, those of you who know me, you know, I don't like asking people to do things for me. It's just, it's just something, just who I am. I've always been the type of person that I can handle my own business. I could do everything on my own. I'm usually the type of person that like to be there for other people, but don't like to ask for help. Now, maybe that's my stubbornness. I don't know, but whatever. Okay. So I decided to rent the largest U-Haul. They also have this option where you can select moving companies to come and help you. So I get the largest truck. I secure a moving company because it was just going to be me and the two movers because I didn't want to ask anyone. So I get the moving company. We are in connection with each other, even the day before. And the name of the company is Godspeed. I don't know. They're in the Virginia area. Oh my God. Worst company ever. I don't give a shit what they say. So unprofessional. So I contact them. We schedule it. They, the day before they were scheduled to be there because I told them they need to be there by 11 a.m. on Friday. Because also the problem with this truck is that this was the largest truck. This particular U-Haul facility, I only can have it for about four to six hours because another family was using it thereafter. And I had quite a bit of stuff. So, you know, I needed this to be done expeditiously, but efficiently, and I didn't want to be rushed. So... First of all, they communicate with me the day before. It's like, okay, so we're scheduled tomorrow, 1130. I was wondering if we can reschedule for 1230. What the fuck? No. <laughs> okay. If you are a company, you, you accept a job. Now, mind you, I talked to the person two to three days on the phone before, and I told them I have a certain time frame that needs to be, that needs to be honored. Let me know if you can do that. I'm picking up the truck at 1030. I will be at my home no later than 1045. I expect the movers to be there at 11. My goal is to have you out there no longer than three hours. All right. On the phone. Perfect. Fine. Whatever. So then they contacted me the night before and was like, can we start at 1230? No, we can't. That's an hour and a half later than what I initially indicated to you. A job that, oh, by the way, you fucking accepted. And no, I can't. So I was like, hi, no, the truck is scheduled for pickup at 1030. Pushing it back into 1230 would be hard. I wanted someone to start at 11 because her the, the text message to me to my 1130. 
And I'm like, no, I said 11. I need you all to start exactly at 11. Do you have the availability to be there? Okay. And she said, okay, sir, I understand. I will see you tomorrow, 11 a.m. on the dock. No problem. Bam. All right. Go next day, Friday, pick up the truck, right? Get back to the house. And I get back around 1045, 1050, 11 o'clock. No one's there. All right. So I communicate with them at 1102. Good morning. Do you know who's coming today? No response, right? Call. No response. Do you know that this fucking raggedy ass company, Godspeed moving company in Virginia, never fucking showed up, never communicated, never apologized, never did anything in regards to this. So here I am with a large ass truck by my lonesome. And so moving was a disaster. That moving company was a crap garbage. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, but thank God I'm in, I'm in my dream home. Hopefully I'll be getting, I'm thinking about getting a new dog. I've always wanted a great Dane, but never had a large enough space. I just don't think large dogs are meant to be in a townhome. It's kind of odd for me. But now that I have so much space, nice big yard, I've saw a, a few Great Danes that I want to get. And so they're in Pennsylvania. So hopefully in the next couple of weeks, I will be talking about my experiences of raising a great Dane. But yeah, so we'll see. Shout out to my son who also came the next day on Saturday. Helped me put everything in its place in the new spot. Helped me clean the old spot and paint up some stuff for the new owner. And all that went smoothly. I had him up until we were up until ooh, maybe four o'clock the next morning because I'm very anal. And so I'm excited about my growth here and things of that nature. And I'm excited about continuing your podcast and in this new spot, I created a mediation. Not, oh God, I'm thinking about work. I created a meditation room and it's really nice. My son helped me set it up and get it together. And so I'm going to begin just sitting in my thoughts. I might start journaling again, you know, because, you know, write down things, write down your thoughts. It helps you. And then you can go back Look at some of the things. And I recently just had a birthday on the 14th. So yeah, happy belated birthday. Happy birthday to me. It's a year of reflection. Every year should be a, a year of reflection. I don't want to be that person. Ah, new year, new me, blah, blah, blah. But you know, this year is destined to be different for me. I'm going to walk and be ordained in the steps that I take. I'm going to be more diligent with the people who I bring into my immediate circle and I'm going to spend more time focusing on me and my son but you know at the end of the day this year really made me realize that it's about those small moments in life that matters right the people who you can call and truly depend on in, the, in a moment of of crisis right you all may not always agree but at least there's that moment where you know you put all that side you work together you get shit done so yeah it's a year reflection another year for me all right all right. Some other news with the podcast. I don't remember what episode it was, but I remember I told you all that, you know, Christian used to be on here regularly as a gift to the podcast. He actually started the process of getting the name trademark. All right. So he went through this company. Y'all, we got scammed. Oh my God. Yeah, we got scammed. So when you for those of you who don't know anything about trademark and patent, you use the United States Patent and Trademark Office. 
you can go on there as a regular citizen, look up things and see who's who has applications pending, what things are out there that's, you know, sought to be trademarked and things of that nature. So anyhow, on November the 3rd, <laughs> here, here's the kicker, right? Took a hands off approach of this, you know. I wasn't really involved with it, but you know, I started checking up on the status and I saw that there was a show cause order. Okay. Now, you know, let me quickly tell you what that is. Okay. Typically in some kind of in court or administrative tribune, right? A show cause order basically says this motherfucker, <laughs> you need to come here and do some splaining. Okay, basically. Okay. And so a show cause order was issued to the company who was doing the trade thing application for this particular podcast. And quite frankly, apparently for quite a few others, right? The show cause was to come and explain why you're practicing before the USPTO, because only certain people can practice before the USPTO, namely in a U.S. attorney. Or if you are the individual representing yourself or your own individual organization, you can fill out an application for patent. All right. So. So obviously there was a show cause order issue. None of it never responded. And so I decided to communicate with the company. So I send them an email, doop, the doop, doop. Hey, I looked on a, I looked on USPTO, saw that there was a show cause order issued some time ago, several months earlier. And I noticed that there wasn't a response, right? What's up with this basically? So the company comes back, they basically say, nah, that's not true. And so what they did was like, see, your status says pending further review. Now, they must really thought I was stupid. I'm going to put this company's name out there too. It is called Trademark Terminal, but apparently they operate several different entities. I mean, so many different entities. It's ridiculous. They're all listed here on this show calls order from the USPTO that was issued on November the 3rd, 2021. But apparently what this company does is it basically charge way over the price that they're supposed to charge for trademarking and they put in applications and then they just don't do anything basically. So when I was communicating with them, the lady was sending me screenshots of stuff pending. I'm like, lady, this is Adobe Photoshop. Okay. This doesn't show this. And she was like, no, on the back end, this is the way it is. And then she was like, and I was like, no, this isn't accurate. Give me our fucking money back because you're not upholding your obligation as an organization and then she tried to go and be like no this is on the back end you just don't see it and quite frankly we filled the application so the the trademark is ours and i'm like no that's not how it worked absolutely not but ultimately what happened was is that the trademark was not denied but basically pulled from uspto and so i decided to just do it on my own so currently we're in good space right now trademark on there and i actually did it correctly but you know that's, that is kind of just a, a quick lesson of not every organization is worth the time. I twice I've talked about two different organizations here. You know, sometimes you got to do your, your due diligence. And I was, you know, I, even though I wasn't technically involved, I was duped. And so it is what it is. And yeah, that's where we are. All right. So I <laughs> had my true first Karen, true Karen situation. So I moved where I moved to. And, and there was a counterbalance to that too. And I'll tell you about both of them. So my son's friend had came over and he has one of those vehicles that with the muffler, you know, 
making all that damn noise for no reason acting like they're going fast but really only going 10 miles an hour but it sounds like they're going 40. so he comes over and um hang out with my son and so the next day early it was like ooh, 7 38 i get up i go and i walk my dog pinterest for those of you in my little um pug terrier he's about ooh, maybe about 17 years old i've had him for about 15 years old but when i rescued him he was around two um, so he's about 17. so we're walking and you know next thing i know some large lady <laughs> hanging out our window asking me hey hey good morning can i talk to you now mind you they had already introduced themselves to me before fine they were nice at that point and so i'm like sure i mean first of all it's early morning i ain't even brush my teeth yet i just need to walk my dog lady i need to come home brush my teeth wash my face get my coffee together i really ain't got time to be talking to you all right all right so anyhow she was like there was was there was someone who came and visited you the other night and they were speeding down the street in the white car. So can you tell them not to speed? And first of all, I didn't even make it click that she was talking about my son's friend. And I just looked at her and I was like, lady, what are you talking about? There is no one who came to my house. And secondly, even if there was someone who came to my house, why are you identifying who's pulling up in my damn garage? I mean, my, my driveway is like my freaking business. And I was like, and that wasn't me driving. So I don't know what you're talking about. And I was so freaking irritated. And so I just left. And then as I was walking to the door, it dawned on me, shit, she was talking to my, my son's um, friend. So, you know, I go downstairs and I tell my son uh, what happened. He was like, oh my God, these people are so annoying. But I'm a counterbalance that that was one Karen. Then I met two additional ladies, actually, I was sitting on my back porch working one day and I had my um, AirPods on, so they were kind of loud, but you know, I saw on the phone that there was someone in my door and I was like, well, who is this lady? I don't know her. And she kept ringing the bell, kept ringing the bell. So I go out there. Oh, it's so sweet. My, one of my neighbors, so sweet. She came, she had this big bag that was wrapped up with, with food in it. Basically like some, some Easter cookies, a car. And she wrote this long message on there talking about the foxes and the the rabbits that are in the neighborhood and the tulips and welcome me to the neighborhood, letting me know about the, the yard sale that the neighborhood does. And it was just really nice. And so when I opened the door, I mean, we had a good conversation for a bit and it was just something that I wouldn't expect. I never, I've never had any neighbors ever do anything like, like give me a welcome gift. Like it was really thoughtful, very nice and just unexpected because I'm typically the type of person. I don't talk to my neighbors. I, you know, I don't want them in my business. <laughs> I don't even ask them their name. I'm not that type of person. And then the other day, one of the other ladies came and she introduced herself to me and she was like, you know, we normally cook. So I'm, you know, I want to cook you something and welcome you. And I'm like, you you don't need to do that. But it was just like so unexpected. But then and she was talking about she going to cook it. I was like, okay, that's fine. Just know I don't eat meat. Okay. So don't, don't cook me no meat casserole because I can't eat it. Okay. Because I ain't going to eat it. But if you want to do some fish, that would be something that's perfectly well. But anyhow, that was a great counterbalance into the reaction that I received from the one lady who about to fall and break her neck trying to yell at me about who's visiting and what kind of car they're driving and then to have these other neighbors who you know basically bring gifts and and, and things of that nature all right
And so that's it about kind of what's been up. So we'll we'll be back to doing our our episodes. So you know, so those are the things I wanted to talk about. It's just right back at it, and that's me at the bar rambling on about things that I like. But yeah, so I appreciate those who stuck with me. But you know, here at Peach Creek, the cafe, you know that we always have a great conversation centered around drinks and so until next time make sure that you continue to drink listen and converse peace and love